boy, there was a lot of stuff that came out uh, came out this week, yesterday specifically on, on the natural resources uh, sector. So we had uh, Alberta and Ottawa coming up with a deal with a U.S.-based company for this $1.3 billion clean-burning hydrogen fuel plant uh, near Edmonton. So that should bring uh, quite a few jobs into our area. Uh, the company's called Air Products Canada. They already operate three hydrogen facilities in Alberta. We had uh, a bunch of the largest producers in the oil sands announcing a, a strategy to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Uh, lots of provincial and, and federal involvement in that as well in order to help them get from point A to point B to try and get to that net zero. Don't know if they have much of a choice considering the uh, the federal uh, federal rules uh, coming into effect. Of course, Keystone XL now officially dead. TC Energy walking away from the project. The province confirming it also is. So Alberta taxpayers on the hook for at least $1.3 billion after investing in that project. And there was also news on the coal front as well in Alberta with Edmonton NDP MP Heather McPherson putting forward a private member's bill calling for full federal environmental assessment of coal coal projects here in Alberta. That, of course, following the flurry of anger and action against uh, coal activity along and within uh, the Rocky Mountains. Heather McPherson is joining me now uh, live here on 630 Ched Mornings. Thanks for taking the time today. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. Uh, What specifically is in your private member's bill? You know, it's really, it's a really small bill, actually. It's, uh, it's basically just saying that the restriction that we have in place right now that says the Federal uh, Impact Assessment Act won't be triggered unless a mine is over 5,000 tons per day mm-hmm. be removed so that all mines, um, all new coal projects would, would trigger the Federal Impact Assessment Act. Because your issue was uh, sort of that uh, companies would come in and just be just underneath that threshold in order to avoid that federal environmental review. Well, yeah, and, and so, I mean, my problem was, was twofold, really. One is that is that exactly what you just said, is that companies were putting in applications for 4,950 tons, you know, that kind of skirting right under so they could avoid it. But my other problem was is that we were hearing from, from experts, you know, scientists, biologists, people from the area, farmers, ranchers, and they were saying that the actual process for these um for these projects to be assessed under the provincial government was really insufficient and they were seeing a lot of flaws with that. So so in my mind I'm thinking I'm a federal politician. If I if I feel like the provincial government is not doing their job to, to do the appropriate assessment Let's make sure that the federal the federal government can can have an opportunity to do that. Well, you could argue that the people of Alberta sort of stood up and they've been the regulators. You know, it's sort of like the, there was the the fury and anger, and they, be, they right? stepped up. <laughs> like like that is our government's job. That's not actually you know we should be able to trust that our government is 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 going to do that. It's not actually the job of Albertans to have to to um, regulate coal mining in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, no, but this is also a jurisdictional issue as well. Uh, wouldn't you agree? Because uh, there, there's bound to be some backlash over any consideration. Uh, you know, Alberta has control over its resources. Regardless of what you think of the actual government, there could be a precedent uh, setting kind of a thing here. seems highly unlikely that there, there's any desire to get more federal involvement within Alberta because of those jurisdictional uh, concerns. Well, I mean, as you know, environment is, is, is joint jurisdiction. So it is, in fact, jurisdiction with federal and provincial. And there is a number of places where coal mine in, mining in particular um, spread over that jurisdictional issues. So in terms of water protection, in terms of species at risk, in terms of uh, consultation with indigenous groups. So all of those areas are actually federal in, in um, jurisdiction. And, uh, you know, as you can see with the legislation that we have already, there is 
federal oversight through the Impact Assessment Act over 5,000 um, tons. So, you know, it's sort of a little bit of a, it doesn't make a lot of sense for 4,950 tons to have a whole different set of regulations. You know the drill with private members, Bill. <laughs> Very rarely do they ever pass. Uh, so it's unlikely that yours is, is going to get that traction. So really, what's the intent and, and what are you hoping to achieve with it? So there's, well, there's a few things. First of all, I think that there is a lot of support within within the government, within the opposition, perhaps not within the Conservative Party, but within um, the, other, the other parties, to really take some meaningful action to protect our environment, to protect our climate. Uh, so, so I do think there is some support there. But the other thing is, and, and you'll know this about private members' legislation as well, is that, well, often the, the bills themselves don't pass. They actually nudge the government. They actually nudge um, legislation forward through the, through the government channels. So I've met lots with our environment minister, Minister Wilkinson. I've, I've tried to talk to, you know, I've, I've met with all of my colleagues that are, that are members of Parliament for Alberta. Um, and, and so I've, I've sort of been trying to nudge and use this as one of those tools. You know, you ask questions in question period. They don't call it. They don't call it answer periods. They call it question period. <laughs> we never and get answers. So, we never get answers in question. We never period. get answers. It's the most frustrating thing. But but it, you know it, it nudges things. It, it it raises issues. It gets the government so that they're aware that these are the things that are really important. And I mean I'm I'm disappointed that my other colleagues have not brought this up in the house because we know Albertans are outraged. We know this is something that Albertans really care about. I'm hearing about coal more than almost any other topic. And I'm in Edmonton. Like, I'm not in the Rocky Mountains. That's not the area I represent. Uh, yeah. That's anecdotal uh, in, in some ways, though, too, isn't it? Uh, you know, you, that's what you're hearing about, your constituents, the people who put you into office. Uh, there was clearly a, a backlash uh, publicly over this. It seems to have calmed down a little bit because uh, they went in and did the survey in Alberta. And uh, and so it, it seems like the... the you know the uh, the brakes have been thrown on uh, some of these issues. I don't know. Like realistically, I think. I mean, anecdotal in that. Obviously, I haven't talked to every single Albertan, but I've got you know I've got the records of all the Albertans that have reached out to me. I've got the records of all the phone calls that we've gotten, all the emails. But but more importantly, I mean, we put in a you know if you want more information, if you want to sign this petition. Uh, we put that out there when when I released the information about the bill. We had like a thousand people sign it within an hour or two. Like we've I've tabled a petition in the House of Commons that eighteen thousand Canadians, Albertans, have signed. Like, and and that wasn't that long ago. Yeah. I don't think people are buying the like the survey was 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 pretty weak. I don't think people are buying that. And and you know we've we've seen this government try to try to whitewash this you know like they they announced in january that they were going to they were going to stop the the leases for 11 11 projects it was it was 0.2 of a percentage point of what what is is at risk here so i mean i know i know i'm i'm an ndp i i realize that i'm 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 a partisan politician but Conservatives don't like what Jason Kenney is doing with coal. Conservative 
supporters do not like what's happening in our Rocky Mountains. And and if nobody else is going to stand up and, and try to try to get that support for Albertans, I will. And uh, you're doing so with your, uh, admittedly, short and to the point, uh, private members bill. Uh, good luck with that. Thank you for uh, having so a chat with us this morning. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.